Gracious God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be ever pleasing in your sight. You are our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. Easter morning was two weeks ago, and it was a, it was a glorious morning here at St. Paul's. We had a grand procession accompanied by brass and timpani and choir. On such a festive morning as that one, it was the easiest thing in the world to believe that Jesus was raised from the dead, that life was victorious over death. That was two weeks ago. To some, it feels like a distant memory, an echo from another world. Easter week proceeded on just like any other week. Just when we thought spring was making its long-awaited arrival, it snowed. I was chatting with a friend of mine on Facebook who's finishing, he's graduating from seminary next month, and I asked him how his Easter Sunday was, and he responded, he said, Easter morning was great and all, but I sure wish the risen and glorified Christ could land me a job. He added a ha-ha to the message, but I could sense the anxiety and apprehension underneath his laughter. He was poised somewhere between the joy of Easter and the anxiety of the future. In some ways, that's just where the disciples are in this morning's gospel. Luke tells us what happens to the disciples on that first Easter day. The disciples are gathered together in fear and in doubt. They have a sense that something strange has happened to Jesus of Nazareth. They aren't sure what it means for them just yet. I want to pause and highlight here uh, that if any of us have fear or doubt about the resurrection, um, we are in good company with the original disciples. Luke tells us that Jesus appears in their midst and they're frightened and terrified. Even after he says to them, peace, his disciples think they're seeing a ghost. A ghost! In other words, they think Jesus is still dead. The disciples know that ghosts aren't alive. Ghosts say boo and clank around in dusty closets and big stone churches. Sensing their fear and doubt, Jesus does the only thing he can do to show them who he is. Look at my body, he says. Look at my hands, touch me and see. Look where the Romans drove their nails through my flesh and blood. Look at the scars. Look at these hands, these hands that beckoned you to follow me, the hands that healed the hurting, the hands that held the children, the hands that broke bread and passed the cup at the Last Supper, the hands that washed the dirt off your feet. Look at these hands. Touch them. It's me. Ghosts don't have flesh and bones like I do. Easter is real, and if you want to see it, look at my hands. During the Easter season, we in the church make a rather bold claim. We believe not just in a spiritual resurrection. We believe in the resurrection of the body. 
It's not a spiritual resurrection that hovers over and above the earthy, gritty, often messy and difficult life in the world. Easter's not about what happens when we die, going off to another place and living forever with God. The resurrection of the body is a physical resurrection, and it has ramifications for now. Jesus comes to his disciples, not as a ghost, but with flesh and blood, sinew, bones, hands outstretched. And that means, for me, that Easter, Jesus cares deeply about the intimate details of our daily, physical, bodily lives. Easter's not just in heaven. Easter is everywhere, and Easter means that bodies matter. We don't believe in eternal souls that waft up to heaven like angelic clouds of mist. Jesus' body mattered to God, and our bodies matter to God, and everyone else's body matters to God, too. On some level, we are more than our bodies, and those of us of a certain age maybe understand this better than others. At times, our bodies fail us. When a loved one develops a disability and the doctors have no explanation, there may be some comfort in knowing that we are more than a mere body, more than just what others can see and touch. The most difficult trials of our lives are often when our bodies let us down, when they break down before we're ready. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. In those times, it may be soothing to know that we are also heart and mind, soul, passion, loves, hopes, dreams, and a thousand other intangibles that help define us in all of our beauty, brokenness, and complexity and mystery, so that our body does not have the final vote. Yet, even as we are more than our bodies, our bodies are very much who we are. Our bodies are a gift of God. Our bodies are temples, says St. Paul. They are the sacred place of encounter with God, where we taste his goodness in a fresh piece of summer fruit, where we touch his presence in a friend's hug, where we hear of his glory in the first stirrings of spring, where we smell his beauty in a spouse's fragrance. When God gave his greatest gift to the world, God came in the flesh of a baby, warm, tender, touchable flesh. And when God raised Jesus on Easter morning, he raised him in his body. Heads, arms, torsos, brains, legs, hands, stomachs, it's all a testament to Easter. Like Jesus's body, our bodies often tell the story of who we are and the roads we've traveled. That scar from a second grade bicycle accident, that bashful tattoo from a particularly exciting evening in college, the brown hair from your mother's side, the cleft chin from your father, the way you cry at weddings and silly romantic comedies, the way you laugh when you sense life's goodness, that meal when you suddenly discovered looking across the table that you were in love and that life would never be the same. And when we think of those we love, we often think of them because of their quirky bodies, the rhythm of their walk, their goofy grin, the way their hair never quite cooperates, 
the way they hug you really tight when you see them, the way they always struggle to find pants that fit. These are all gifts that come to us because we live embodied lives. We believe in the resurrection of the body. We believe that Easter is physical, and Easter is everywhere there are bodies. And because we believe in the resurrection of the bodies, it it matters how we treat the body. And God loves these bodies, no matter how flawed they might be. God created each of our bodies wonderfully, lavishly, graciously, intentionally, and God loves our bodies. And that is why God grieves when your body is mistreated. That is why God grieves over everybody, anybody, anywhere who does not get enough to eat, everybody ravaged by drugs or alcohol, everybody wound tight because of anxiety or worry. God grieves over everybody wounded by violence, every body that is sexually abused. On Easter evening, Jesus comes to his frightened, doubting disciples and bears his body to them, his hands, his feet, and his side. And then he opens the scriptures to them. He reminds them of God's relationship to Israel through the creative and liberating stories of the Old Testament, the law of Moses, the voice of the prophets, the wisdom of the Psalms. And then he ties it all together with his death, resurrection, his life, death, and resurrection. And then he does something very curious. He says to his disciples, in essence, Easter is up to you now. As I have given my hands and feet to you, so you must give your hands and feet to others. In your lives will my life be revealed. You are my body now, the body of Christ. You will bear witness to my love, desire, and concern for everybody. You are the ones who will carry on the ministry of my hands. You are the ones who will comfort those bodies that are sad and lonely. You are the ones who will feed the hungry and heal the sick. You are the body of Christ, witnesses of the resurrection, conduits of Easter. A wise person once said that most of the world will not have the chance to read the four Gospels in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But they will most certainly read the fifth Gospel, the story of Christ that our life tells. Jesus knows that too, and it's because of that, that this morning he comes and stands among us, we who know both fear and doubt. He gives us his blessing, and he says, Easter is in your hands now. You are my body. Amen.